Today's guest is science fiction romance author Alana Khan. Alana, what made you want to live a more creative life? I think I've always been creative, and I think my creativity has expressed itself in different ways throughout my life. So um, prior to being an author, I was a psychotherapist for a very long time. And interestingly enough, the most exciting, I think, part of being a psychotherapist is the creativity. So you you learn all this stuff and how how things come out of your mouth in a way to help people change, it can be immensely creative. So I think I've always been creative in various ways. This latest turn of events in my life to becoming a published author is a fairly recent thing that has taken several decades to happen. But I think I always have wanted to be creative in various ways. And I think everybody can be. Do you plan your projects in detail or go with the flow? And why did you make that your process? I have always been a go with the flow kind of person. And I found some little questionnaire, you know, five question questionnaire or something on Facebook that said, are you a plotter or a pantser? And I thought, oh, I have no idea. And I, I uh, took the test. I'm totally a pantser. But uh, as I've really been doing a lot of writing over the last year, I found these instructions on how to do, make a good book, how to write a good book. And it actually, I'm sure you've seen this. It says what should happen at 10% of your book and 25% of your book. And it talks about plot points and what should be happening exactly at 50% of your book and how perfect your book will be if you do these things. So one of my books, I thought, well, I've been doing this all wrong. I've just been going by the seat of my pants. I am going to. So I completely changed my process and I plotted everything out and I actually wrote because most of my books are about 52,000 words like what should actually happen at 26,000 words and I tried so hard and it was absolutely my least favorite book to write and it took probably I don't know twice as long because I I hated it and I had to keep going back and fixing things and my beta readers hated it. <laughs> they didn't hate it but it was uh, it is will always remain my my least favorite book ever and I think it was because I was just trying to you know push a square peg into a round hole and trying to make myself into something I'm not. And so that was my first and last attempt at the explicit plotting. Um, and now how my process works is, I think it's because of my psych background, but I really, the first thing I do when I start a project is I get the hero. You know, like I know who he is, I know his backstory, I know his issues and his problems and what what's going to make him, I guess, a great love interest in a book and a great hero. So once, that's absolutely the first thing I start with. Then I move to the heroine and she I, she, I begin to flesh her out in my mind and especially in how the two, the male and female, will play together 
and um, what will cause the most interest and the most sparks and the most sexy stuff between the male and female. And once, once I get that, then somehow something will pop into my mind in terms of where, because I love writing uh, science fiction romance, it can be anywhere. So where in the universe are these two people going to have their fun? So those are kind of the three basic things. And then once I know him and I know her and I know what's going to be kind of what's going to keep them apart and where they're going to have their fun, uh, everything just kind of flows from there. It's funny. I think we all have a fairly ingrained sense of plot and structure and the three-act structure and everything else simply from watching television and movies so often. Yeah. Even when we don't go through our books very carefully and, you know, at the 25% is this tent pole and at the 50% is this part and the we have to have the dark moment of the soul here or whatever. I think for many of us, we sort of know how stories work simply because we've read so much and seen so many. That makes a lot of sense that we didn't need to read 400 books to get it. We've been, it's been spoon fed to us since cartoons. We've touched on this a little bit and I know you just retired. So what are the pluses and minuses of the job that you had and what's it like now that you're free to write all day or are you? That's an interesting question. So I just retired, I think it was three weeks ago yesterday. So I'm not, I, uh, I don't have a long history of not having a real job. I actually wrote, I don't know if you know, but I wrote like six books very early in my career and uh, none of those got published. And then I've written seven or eight books at this point. Uh, mo so 12 of them were written uh, very early in the morning and on weekends while I was uh, doing my other job. So uh, obviously, if I guess for me, it was finances. If finances allowed me to just write, that's so that's how this latest turn of events three weeks ago happened. It's like, oh, okay, I think financially I can just write. And I haven't, I don't think I've been out of psychotherapy long enough, just three weeks, to feel a huge loss there, although I, it was a huge change for me and I'm very sad. So I, you know, to have done something my entire lifetime and that when you're a psychotherapist, you really connect with your clients and have relationships. And so for all of that to just stop one day and also being a psychotherapist all I do, all I did was talk all day long. So I would talk for eight hours and then come home and my husband would want to talk and I'm just like, just no words left. <laughs> and now there's no talking all day long while I'm writing. So it's, it's really been a big change. And I'm, I don't have much to smartly say about all that because uh, it's so new, but I'm loving being able to write more. What is something no one else knows about you that you wish other people knew and appreciated? 
I touched on it a little bit, and that is, so I, many years ago, I got my shiny new master's degree, and I got my very first job, and uh, I started almost immediately beginning to write books, and this was way, way back in the day before the internet, and so I wrote a book, and I um, got an agent, which the only way to get published, of course, back then was, you know, written books through an agent, through a, you know, one of the big publishing houses. And the common thought back in the day was, if you're good enough to get an agent, you are 90% guaranteed to get published. So while my agent was uh, shopping my book around, I actually wrote five additional books. And the process was really slow back then also. The common way that it was done is that people only put the book out to one publisher at a time. So the publisher gets sent your book on January 1st and they don't read it till, you know, March 1st. And then they send it back and reject it. I mean, it was an extremely excruciatingly slow process. So that's how six books got written. And I was in the lucky 10% that never got published. So those books just sat in a drawer for many, many years because I, I took the hint. The universe gave me feedback, and that was, you are not an author, quit writing. So there was a very, very long period of time where I really didn't write. And about a year ago, I just woke up one day and I couldn't I couldn't not sit down at my computer and start. That's when I started writing the Galaxy Gladiators series. And those books just flowed out of me, and here we are. So I, I think it's been a, an overnight sensation that took several decades in the making. I guess I need to appreciate that there was that long period of, of waiting, because I think what came out recently has been pretty good. It's nice sometimes to have that fallow period, even if it doesn't be nice at the time. Right. Yeah, I try to tell myself that because sometimes I wake up and I go, gosh, what would have, what would my life be like if I had gotten published those years ago and I've been writing all these years? But who knows? I think I understand people a whole lot better. And I do think that's like when I read my books compared to other people's books, what I enjoy about my books is I really do think my people are really all individuals and they're different. And I think that comes from all the psychotherapy that I did. So there's been a lot of pluses to the way my life has, has unfolded. And if you've been published trad, your books may well still be under contract. You might not have the rights back and you might be burnt out and angry from having to fight with it all the time. (laughs) Very nicely said. Yes. That puts a nice spin on all of that. What are your favorite inspiration prompts, productivity tools, or creative routines? I am such a type A person. Like, it it astonishes and dismays people. So, I mean, if I wake up today and my goal is to write X many words, I don't stop until those words are written. So, the idea of waiting for the muse or, you know, waiting for something to strike me just isn't an option. So I, the inspiration is, is really perspiration for me. So I just sit down and do it. Uh, I have word count goals and I just track those sometimes when it's a really hard day, I'll do it by the 15 minute mark. 
Right. Okay, Alana, you're going to write so many words, you know, in the next 15 minutes, and I just keep slogging through. So sometimes, I'm sure anyone who's written knows, sometimes the words just flow beautifully and the ideas are coming and you can't type fast enough. And sometimes it is just kind of semi-painful to get stuff on the page. But the interesting thing too for people out there who are listening and, and want to write is when I go back and I read, if I can't tell the difference between the wonderful passages that just flowed out of my fingertips or the passages that I slogged through. For the most part, you know, once it's on the page, it's all pretty uniform. And the, the idea is just to keep, keep it going. I do need mostly silence. Like I have read about people who write their books at Starbucks and it amazes me. I can't imagine with all of that hubbub going on, being able to write. So even if my husband is in the house in a different room, completely silent, it's harder for me to write when I even know somebody's in the house with me. It's, I am, that is one of the things that I just work around. I have headphones and I, you know, I can make my own sound. I really enjoy listening to music without words. What three things do you wish you'd known earlier in your creative journey? I wish I had known that you didn't need an agent and you didn't need to be traditionally published. Uh, we've already covered that. One of the wonderful, exciting, amazing things that has happened is knowing that people would like my books. Um, so I hate to sound like Sally Fields when she accepted her Academy Award years ago. She said, people like me, they really like me. For me, I sat alone in my basement office and just typed away and made these little books and had no feedback whatsoever. I paid some people on Fiverr to beta read my books and of course, they all said, gee, we really like your book. And it's like, yeah, but I'm paying you to say that. And then to put your baby out there on Amazon and have people really like what you do. And of course, you know, there's always some nasty reviews, but that, that has been just eye-opening and so exciting that for people who are thinking about putting their book on Amazon, you know, when people find out I'm an author, and they asked me about it. I'm like, and everybody's got a book in them. I think there's a title of a book somewhere out there that says everyone's story is a book. But everybody talks about either wanting to write a book or a poetry or whatever. And I, I'm always so excited to encourage them to do it because you really don't know what's going to happen till you float it out to the universe and the universe gives you feedback. And another thing that I didn't know was that the hardest thing for me in writing romance is keeping my characters apart. So part of me wants them to get together on page three. You know, it's like, let's just hurry it up and they love each other already and let's get them together. And so to me, the hardest thing is um, finding ways to keep people who are supposed to be together to keep them apart. I would say is that you can't please everybody, and this, this goes back to reviews. I know every writer who has anything published out there has had some negative reviews, and sometimes people take pleasure, I think, in 
eviscerating other people or being nasty. And um, I think that's, that's a hard thing, but I think you just have to focus on the folks who like your stuff. What is the latest tool or resource you've discovered? I've used Grammarly, and I'm just trying to get used to uh, Pro Writer Aid. And um, these things, although they're helpful, you know, there's there's a learning curve on using them. So I'm I'm working on those. One other thing I would like to mention is Trello, T R E L L O, and that's how I've been tracking. I mean, you, you write a book in a series, and then you write another book, and especially as with sci-fi. There's a lot of made-up words and places and how things kind of intersect. And so beginning, you know, starting to track those after two or three or four books in a series, we have to get everybody's name right. You have to remember if they've been to this planet and what happened on this planet. So Trello is kind of a nice little device that works for me, and it, it makes kind of online. You can organize stuff. I organize some of the things according to what happened in which book. And then I have a page for each person and, you know, how old are they and what color eyes they have and those kind of things. And then I have names of places and some of the glossary, the words that I've made up. And and so when I can't remember something like that, I can go back to my Trello notes. And I, I have found that really helpful. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm always looking for a better way to do my series Bible. There are times that I'm working off of sticky notes. There are times I'm working off of Google spreadsheets. And it's never an easy task. I started with a whiteboard and, you know, my writing kept getting smaller and smaller. You know, I had colored, <laughs> colored uh, markers and, and it was all working really well until it really wasn't working any, very well anymore. My husband walked in one day and he said, what if the house cleaners wipe that off? <laughs> and, and I had a, a little heart attack and I thought I need something different. Oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> yes. All right. Last question. What project or message do you want to tell listeners about today? I am just finishing up book seven in the Galaxy Gladiator series. It's, it was a super fun book to write because it was really different for me. The hero is a genetic product that is part humanoid and part animal DNA. So he, he was super fun to write in that way. And he winds up on a very primitive planet that uh, was also fun to write because of all the, you know, the exciting sci-fi, lasers, all that, you know, none of that is on this planet. And so uh, it was really, it was really fun um, and a much slower, sweeter, uh, both the hero and heroine are kind of sweet, non-sassy. So that was a challenge for me because most of my other heroines have been kind of sassy women and uh so so this was a little bit different in terms of writing so that one should be coming out uh in the first of the year and it's called sirius s-i-r-i-u-s as in the dog star fantastic alana thank you so much for coming on the show thank you ellen this was really fun You've been listening to Pants On or Off, all about creators and the creative process. If you'd like to suggest a guest for a future show, 
please drop by ellenwynbooks.com forward slash guests. Now, go out there and make something fantastic.